Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is an AFL podcast, and today we're going to do a 2020 season preview for the Adelaide Crows. So before we get into 2020, we'll have a look back at 2019 and saw uh, what's happened for Adelaide. So they finished 11th on 10 wins. So overall, uh, about pass or fail, do you think, on your expectations for, for Adelaide last year? Well, without knowing where I picked them to finish off the top of my head, I feel like that's probably a pass for them. Um, for where they were. Yeah. I think the expectations for last season were definitely a bit more realistic um, based on, obviously, the previous season. So I feel like 11 for them isn't too bad. Uh, outside of the tent, I think, yeah, you go right. But obviously, they weren't... No, no. Obviously, everyone everyone would disagree. Finals, who's yeah. you know, interested in listening to this podcast. But I think, realistically, yeah, I think that's about where they, where they are. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I think they should have been a little bit higher. Um, just solely for the fact they had... Uh, Jenkins, Walker, and Betts. And I know Jenkins is maligned quite a fair bit, and some of it pretty fairly. But those three guys, they should be worth four or five goals each a game. And uh, they, and with the midfield they have too, with the Crouch brothers and those guys running around, I think both the Crouch brothers are underrated outside of SA. Uh, well, part of the problem is not all those guys were running around for them every week. Yeah, and, that's uh, a yeah. big we'll, part of the problem. We'll get into that, but uh, what are their highs um, for 2019, do you think, for the Crows? Beating Richmond, that's... Uh, Round 13 against Richmond, a big win yeah. as well, um, on their home deck. To be honest, game-wise, that's about the only one I could play. Yeah, I mean, they totally drew blanks. They thumped uh, Gold Coast a couple of times, but... Yeah. Um, Those are the only three games they scored over 100 points, yeah. which, with the offense they have, that should not be the case. It should be you know, averaging high 90s. Yeah. Uh, instead, I think mm. they, they averaged about 80-odd uh, points, which is not enough. And I thought of over the off season they kept the players they needed to keep. Um, maybe didn't get rid of some that they should have got rid of. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. Yeah, we we, we might disagree there. They, but. Got, no, they didn't really get much. But yeah. anyway, um, the other thing that I thought they did well was hit the scoreboard, but inaccurately. So scoreboard pressure matters, but I, I find if you get a goal the hard way, uh, it almost <laughs> works against you. Oh, six points. Six points. You mean? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Definitely can. Um, you know, makes you demoralises as well. And, um, even though you're keeping the ball down in your defence and you're making their defenders work hard, it, it doesn't get that big release. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're getting edged. There's no cum shot. Exactly. Um, but I, I think it actually works against the team's morale. We're not going to call out that. that no. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> stop for fine. a second. It's, it's fine. Let's keep going. Um, but it's like, if you're 36 points down in the first quarter, you're like, fuck, we're in for a long day here. But if you're a goal down, because uh, they're inaccurate, you're like, geez, these guys are off. We're having the chance. And even though you've been scored against six times as a defender, you feel better because you think, 
our defenders are doing their job. I'm on top of my forward. I think you might have revolutionised yeah, so forward's here. edging. And <laughs> <laughs> you might have revolutionised something here. 36 points down is better than, or not as good as six points down. Yeah. yeah we yeah, should yeah. tell some people about call that it, one. Call it the cum uh, shot theory. The, <laughs> um, the, the other high I had for them was uh, Brad Crouch. Because um, we, we talked about you know the, the Crouch brothers and yeah. how much of a highlight they are for him. Um, Brad was always the younger brother and, and less of the focus, but he um, he won their best and fairest this year um, and had a standout year for him. He can fucking play, like yeah, of course, star, absolute superstar. Um, probably should be featured a bit higher in the Brownlow than he was, but um, he just need to win to get to get a lot yeah, of those. That's, that's a problem. That's part of the problem. Did he have any injuries this season? No, Last I don't season? think so. Yeah, you you right. say that, but um, the guy that won it played on a team that didn't win as much as well, he was, did. But, but, anyway. but they lost by, by a lot. But so. he, he has a glorious mane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, where are the lows for Adelaide on the year then? Fucking everywhere else. Um, I mean, getting trounced by Port is obviously a hard one to swallow by yeah. 10 goals. Yeah, it, it wasn't um, It wasn't even close though. I mean, I know 10 goals is a lot, but it, it could have been more if Port were onto it. Well, they... Uh, Adelaide kicked five fourteen for the match. Um, yeah, that tells you, and that's just fucking hideous. That that is bad football. Um, I would, as well. They were in the uh, the top four um, at the bye, and then went two and seven um, after there. Yeah, I think we all expected that too. Uh, A little bit. We did expect Adelaide were overachieving early on, um, and as the season progressed, it just seemed like their focus was everywhere but. Winning games? Well, they certainly had a lot of media coverage, and none of it good um, for the major part of the year. And um, it, it still feels like the, the fallout from um, the famous off-season uh, off camp um, was still, you know, still popped up in the media every three months or so. Yeah, I and- think that's, that's either lazy journalism, which, let's be honest, that does happen a lot around AFL, or it's a poor excuse. Because how long was the Collective Minds thing for? It was like a week. It might have been two weeks. Yeah, like, if you yeah, can ruin uh, 40 players for two seasons with two weeks' worth of effort, f- fuck me, that's that's something that CIA wants to get on board with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because if you're still blaming that coming into 2020, you're joking yourself. Yeah, exactly. Um, but and, and <clears throat> obviously it did cost the coach's job as well when... Uh, at the end of the year, Pike decided that, you know what, maybe it's, somebody else needs to step in and, and make a clean break. Um, mm. and it, I, when you look at their off-season, um, it does look like it is a bit of a, all right, we'll draw a line here, we'll move on, uh, yeah. and we'll go into you know the next phase of, yeah. of us. I feel like the biggest low was, like Josh was touching on before, um, was the performance of their forward line. Yep. They just lacked consistency. Uh, obviously some injuries in there, but they've got enough talent that they should be able to cover that. I think that's what good teams do. Well, and Eddie Betts running around in the twos. Yeah, yeah. You know, Eddie Betts playing in the sand for why? Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he wasn't the the problem, I think. And Jenkins playing in the sand for was, as far as I'm concerned, dumb. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, who did they replace Betts with in the A's? Do you remember? I'm not even sure. No, who it was. I mean, I don't remember, so. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even though at the end of the year, uh, Eddie still you know, kicked a couple of bags um, here and there, but I think half his goals came against Gold Coast. Yeah. So it's nice to yeah. top up, but um, you need him out there anyway, um, perhaps for uh, what he brings to the side and mm. also what he does to the opposition is they've got to look after him. Yeah. Mm. Now, okay, the opposition was beating him, but when they're beating him, it means they're not you know guarding somebody exactly. else. Exactly. 
And the, they need to beat him for four quarters yep. in its entirety. Because we've seen him change change the game in ten minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But there was that one game, um, oh, it was against Brisbane. I think it was... Um, not they lost by a point? Not lost the Ullman, the other one. Um, the original lad that went from Adelaide up to... Duty? Brisbane. Oh, Charlie no, Cameron. Cameron. Cameron, that's it. Cameron was playing on bets. And he's like, you're not getting one on me, mate. And he you know, pushed him down and everything. Every time he tried to get the shot in that pocket. And in the end, he just popped one. Yeah. And it went up straight through. And he just looked at him and went, yeah, yeah. I think it was Tigers, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Um, yeah, I've got a feeling it wasn't Yeah, it, wasn't it was Sydney Stack. Might have been him pretty too. Sure. I, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was. I'm pretty okay. sure it was. Well, Sydney Stack then. Yeah. 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 And I think he... Uh, Gave him a pat on the back or he something. Did. He did, yeah. 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 Fair yeah. And, and it was one of those ones where everyone's going, oh, uh, anybody who thinks that's not right is 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 an absolute joke. You know, of course they should be able to do that. I didn't hear anybody say it wasn't right. No. The defense of it came before yeah. the attack. You know the straw man arguing that one. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, so let's have a look at some of their off-season uh, work. I mean, swapping jumpers at halftime was a bit pressing, <laughs> I thought, but whatever. Uh, they're ins. Billy Frampton. Barely yep. fucking Frampton. And, <laughs> and like uh, three fourth rounders, three third rounders in a second from yeah, memory. Players wise, we'll stop right there because yep. there were no others. No. Um, the only thing of note is I think he's the second or third player of all time uh, that's gone between Adelaide and Port Adelaide. What about Ben Crocker? Yep, Ben Crocker. Yep, he's a, a person yep. that uh, yep. did come into the team. Uh, yeah, they had draft picks. So I'm not worried about draft picks here. Um, they're outs. Um, I, I don't think we've got any more to say about Billy Frampton. Um, no, nah, he's, he's a human. He tries hard. Um, they're out. So obviously, Eddie Betts has gone home to Carlton. Um, if he's not retiring, then I, he obviously didn't have a place at Adelaide anymore. Yeah. Um, Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cam Ellis Yeoman, Greenwood. Jacobs, Jenkins, Alex Keith, um, all left the club for other clubs. Yeah, that's that's a massive net negative, isn't it? Uh, when you're trading some of your best 22 players, and Eddie Betts is a fringe best 22, uh, Jenkins was best 22 he, he should have been. as well. He should not have been out of the side. Um, and Alex Keith was he had probably his best season. Well, of course he did. He, he had an absolute best season, especially since um, Dode went down mm. in round yeah. one or yeah. round yeah. two. Uh, when he did his knee. And the same with Greenwood. He was probably uh, the best I've seen him. Greenwood's popped up. He was one of those players that you go, you know what, don't worry about him. And then you get to the fourth quarter, you go, how's he kicked two goals? Yeah. Mm. Where the fuck has he come from? Um, but you're like, how the hell is he 27? Or... Yeah, yeah. Because he looks 14. I can't remember how old he is, but he's about that. Yeah, he, he, he was a uh, mature age. They come in. Yeah. Um, so 
like we said with uh, Pike leaving and putting a bit of a line under the uh, Collective Minds stuff, um, I know that Adelaide fans got annoyed when it would get brought up every couple of months. Um, uh, yeah, and that definitely did lots to quell people bringing it up yeah. every couple yeah. of months. <laughs> but I feel like with these trades... Essendon did better when they had their supplement saga out of their leaving team, uh, club players. Um, Jacobs was an interesting one too because Source um, had been yeah, their number one ruckman and sort of, yeah, I know that Adelaide would argue, why isn't he being considered for All-Australian? Because um, there's about six better. Riley O'Brien uh, kept him out of the side mm. this year. So um, mm. he's, uh, he's gone back. Huh? Did he go back? No, he's gone G- GWS way. Um, but on to his third club now. I didn't see O'Brien as that big of a gain either, but obviously he's got 10 years on him or, or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Andy Otten and uh, Douglas have also um, hung up the boots as well. So I think Otten got everything out of him uh, himself he, he could. Great player. Um, yeah. Reliable. His best game wasn't that far away from his worst game. Um, it's probably the same for Douglas, to be honest. And He's one of those players where you go, oh, yeah, he's been around for a few years. And, what, yeah. 250 games? Oh, shit. Where'd that come from? Yeah. Yeah, see, for me, I feel like, obviously, they're definitely accepted that they need to rebuild. And obviously, a lot of their players that people wanted to stay around weren't welcome. Yep. Um, I'm not totally against that. I'm not saying I would have made the same decision, but there's too many people that you need to get rid of and there's not enough yeah. spots for people you want to keep. So I felt like having that structure in the midfield was one thing they needed to hold on to. And there was talk about Sloan leaving. don't know how true that was. Nah, never going to um, yeah. Both the Crouch brothers also rumoured to leave as well, right? Well, there is something to talk about there, I think. Yes, yeah, so I think th- at least half of the rumours you hear about someone leaving, that's just a, um, a manager, a, an agent yeah. calling his uh, contacts. Yeah. Because if you are intent on leaving, you want to keep it pretty quiet. Yeah. Because you want to make sure the club acquiring you gets it for a, you know, they don't have to trade away so much. So there's more money left for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas if you're intent on driving your price up, you want every fucker to know. Yeah, see, for me, that's a key, uh, or a midfield you can work with and build around and um, train new recruits to come in and build a new team. Um, for, a, for a back line, obviously, you've got Hardigan, who I thought had a decent season. Yep. Um, but journeyman. Yeah, journeyman, but you know, serviceable. Um, Brody Smith, and from the forward lines, obviously, yeah, Jenkins, I think he definitely had value there. But his spots that are up for grabs, they went a different way. I'm not, I'm not mad about that. You've still got uh, Tom Lynch, Tax Walker, people that can fill in those spots. Yeah. Um, and the rest of it is all up for grabs. Yeah. And I think that's the way it has to be for them. So. Especially with a brand new coach coming in as well. Yeah. You know, yep. um, that slate gets wiped clean as well. Yeah. Um, so their 2020 draw, uh, have a look at their double ups. Port, obviously. Um, they'll play Essendon twice, Melbourne, Richmond, um, which is going to be a bit rough for Adelaide, I think, and the Saints. Saints is a good matchup, I think. I think that's as good a draw as they could expect. Yeah. Um, throw in the fact that four of their first five games are at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, so they get to stay home a little bit. Yeah, and one of them is against Port, so, you know, um, that was always going to be an Adelaide Oval. But it's still as nice a start to the season you can get. Yeah. Um, having said that, they do start uh, against uh, Sydney, Brisbane, and Richmond as well. So that's not... I don't mind the Sydney game. Yeah. The other two are going to struggle. Yeah, not, not walkover matches, but... Um, yeah, I think Brisbane they'll struggle with, yeah. but at home for them, I mean, I think it's gonna make a difference. But hey, yeah. you know, it's something. But if they're gonna have a decent season. They need to beat Sydney in round one, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think Sydney a bit of a bogey side for them over the last five to six years. But um, if Buddy Franklin's not playing round one, that'll help him a lot. 
And it's going to be hard to plan to, to play against this Adelaide team because there's a lot of unknowns. Exactly, yeah. And one being coach. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm busy. Who, who's in for a big year at the Crows? Fuck, I want to say Tex Walker. Um, well, I think that's a fair thing to say. Um, yeah. You look across the road at um, Port Adelaide, uh, Travis Boak handed the captaincy over uh, last year and had his best year of football. Not yeah. best year in five years, his best year. Um, Texas now handed the captaincy over. There's no more dual captains. Mm. Um, so Sloan will run it alone. Um, and it gives Tex, I think, a little bit of a uh, chance to just get back to doing what he needs to do. Yeah. So yeah. Lead out the ground, take strong marks. I think it'll work well for him. Um, people, especially in Adelaide, um, the advertiser tends to be very crow-centric. And yeah. when they're going well, uh, every player is celebrated. They can't pay for their own beer no matter what goes on. Yeah. When they're going poorly... Everyone wants someone to blame, and it's either the most uh, well-known player or the player with the most yeah. profile, or it's the captain. And in this case, that's happens a large one part, of the one same. And the same. Yeah. Um, you know, there's other players with profile like your Sloan, your um, Crouch, but they don't have that sort of um, bombastic behaviour that Tex does. Well, and so he kind of even if he's having a poor game, you see it written yeah. on his face. It's like Richo used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he gets the blame a lot of the time, and not the credit when uh, things go well. Well, occasionally he says some dumb things in the media or, or on social yep. media. And, yep. You know what? Yeah, it just that's the way he is. You yeah. know, just got to run with that. But, um, yeah, the footy player does dumb shit. In <laughs> term, in under that column, there's a lot fucking ahead of him. Yeah. yeah. And I do think sometimes the bar was set a little bit too high for him. Yeah. Um, because you know he's he's their key forward, but he's he's not Buddy Franklin. Yeah. Uh, no. he, he's not going to average eighty goals a season for his entire career. And, um, I think sometimes Adelaide got a little bit ahead of themselves. And you know what? 40 goals a year for Tex, that's pretty good. You yeah. take that from a key forward. Yeah, exactly. You'd uh, want, I want him to get about 50. I yeah. think he needs to be getting up there, especially without Jenkins there this year. Yeah, um, well, he wasn't there last year, Jenkins. Well, yeah. <laughs> <Most true. laughs> See, for me, I think that they're... We're going through highs, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, who's in for a big year? Oh, who's in for a big year? Well, I feel like with a new coach, um, one thing with Adelaide and Port as well is... Uh, one big factor is managing media pressure and external pressure in that yeah, in that city. With a new coach, they're going to be a lot more lenient on on what style they play, where they put people in positions. So I think we're going to see a very big shakeup in their forward line, and I would not be surprised to see um, Shane McAdam. Uh, obviously, a fucking uh, Gilbert McAdam's nephew. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, I just read some stats that he equaled Nick Nat's vertical jump record. Oh, he's in the draft. Super athlete. Um, right. Same as Gilbert, same as Adrian. They were unbelievable yeah. on their days. He's had big seasons in SANFL uh, the last couple of years, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him be thrown up forward. Um, you've also got Millera, who he was injured. Millera. Millera, yeah. yeah, he was injured. He's going to come back as well. I feel like you're going to see them drop in and out of the forward line, and I- I'm be surprised if Tex gets pushed up. Um Use his big body. No, that's interesting. Could you play him on a wing? Yeah, I think absolutely you can. kind of have to in some yeah. ways. He is a brilliant field kick. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to respect his ability to, to mark a ball yeah. in a pack. Yeah. And if he's on the wing, he becomes a very, very interesting player at both ends. So I think the problem with that, though, is then who, who kicks the goals? Ah, uh, they've got plenty of people that will drop in there, like uh, Shane McAdam and <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Lynch running yeah. out of the goal square. I mean, uh, Miller and He fucking has to, Dirty. but I don't know that he's going to. I reckon he can. He'll be all right. Um, I also had in the big year column um, Tom Dode. Um, mm-hmm. be interesting to see how he comes back from um, the knee Rico after his breakout year the year before. Um, I think the, the way he plays isn't that 
overly athletic. Mm. So I think if anybody can come back from a knee Rico, it's that mm. style of player. Yep. So hopefully he just you know he spends the first couple of rounds just getting back into it and enjoying footy again, and then you see him um, almost lead that back line. Yeah, I mean, the problem I have with Adelaide's back line is who's their biggest shithead? And I don't think I think their biggest shithead's actually in the forward line. <laughs> like in terms of all right, we've got to lay a body on this bloke. Who are you going to? Like Matt Crouch? He is. Sloan, um, speak of that. He is. He's probably, and Sloan isn't going to do it. No. Uh, Tex is kind of the only one who'll get a bit of mongrel about him. Oh, you got uh, Talia down back. He goes all right. You got the desk, Rory Laird. Is it Laird's? He's up there as well. He, um, previously, what, he, he would loves the, the footy though. Yeah, I mean, a couple of seasons back, we would have gone to Scott Thompson or something because he, he yeah. didn't give a fuck. I think it's Hardigan. It's his turn to step up. <laughs> Plus, I like the name it was like Bruce Willis's name from Sin City. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll cover his picture and you pick him out of a lineup. Uh, I've got it right in front of me. So I, feel, I still fuck it up, though. Guaranteed. He looks like a Lego man. He's 194 centimeters, 98 kilos, 100 games. If he's not one that's going to you know, assert dominance over that yeah. back line, then... But that's well, I, I want to see someone who does that, who uh, plays on like a Buddy Franklin and decides, fuck it, I'll put him in a headlock. Yeah, I don't need to play next week. <laughs> exactly. It has been it, a bit of backman a... needs to be suspended yeah. at least once. It's not a real a, backman. A bit of a theme with your reviews. Like, who's, who's the bastard yeah, on this who's team? Who's the asshole? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Every team needs one. Yeah. And um, if your team doesn't have one, you probably suck. Um, so they're the big years. Who's on the outer at, uh, at the Crows? Well, the perennial story is that uh, Walker's going somewhere else. That's not happening. It's not he, happening, no. He loves Adelaide. Uh, he loves being there, loves playing footy there. Mm-hmm. He, he's not going anywhere. He's got a career in Adelaide for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I reckon if they want him to move on, he'll probably just retire. Yeah, I agree. And I think he's 30 this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's got another couple of years. The best part yeah, about yeah. that, though, is that when he does retire and goes into media, Kane Corns is out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> see you later, buddy. Um, yeah, I, I had nobody really because they had their clean up this year, really. Yeah, yeah. And a new coach, he's not going to make too many waves now that they've mm. made such a massive list change. Yep. They're just looking at draft picks and, um, you know, offing off the um, the senior players. Well, they've yeah. already kind of done enough. Yeah. They want to keep the ones they've got because they do want some leadership yeah. in the club. Well, from what, the way they've traded too, with a lot of fourth and third rounders, they're, they're after trade points. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know whether they're looking at getting through some father-sons and academy players next year, yeah. or whether they're thinking, we'll trade down on the day for people that do need points, and yeah. we'll try and get in the second or first yeah. round. Yeah. A lot of the old Adelaide supporters aren't really on board with um, following facts and logic, though, so <laughs> uh, they're the ones who could be on the outer. If you're going to put pressure on this team and get all pissed off if they're not going good, then, you know, fuck off. Yeah, any Adelaide supporter wants to put money and win in the flag, I'll, I'll match it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, they were 11th with 10 wins last year. Where do we see them finishing in 2020? Well, again, I think influenced by copious amounts of alcohol, I've got them in 13th. Uh, actually, that's, that's not too bad. Yeah. It, it's down yeah. slightly. But about that. Honest, it's not truly bottoming out. It's not bottom four. No. Well, I think with a new coach and a very, very new-look squad, because everyone's going to be playing a slightly different role. Yeah, especially um, Billy Frampton. Yeah. <laughs> I've got them 14th, because I, I see them having to adjust so dramatically. Um, yeah. I don't expect them to click until at least halfway through the season. And even then, I think this season is going to be a very experimental one. They're going to be trying to figure out, all right, who's got options? Who's going to be the swing man? Who's going to be able to be the mongrel, if yeah. you like? Mm. Um, so yeah. they're going to be experimenting and looking to 2022-2023 for a, a bit of a tilt, yeah. if you like. Yeah, I've got 14th as well because um, their off-season means they have lost a little bit of depth. They expect their improvement to come from within, um, and that's fine, and you know that's uh, what you'd expect. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not a 
a jump out of the uh, out of the blocks type of thing. And you coach, things are going to take a little while, but um, yeah, I've got 14th. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, Josh. The way this podcast started, I was expecting way more sexual innuendo for the rest of this one. Oh. Yeah, well, we couldn't keep let, it up. Let the team down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that loss. All right, thanks. Ciao.